Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Father, we thank you. We thank you for life. We thank you for the privilege of being alive. Thank you, Jesus, that every sick is healed. Every bondage is broken. We have hope because you have preserved us. Glory be to your name. Amen. In Jesus' name. Clap your hands. Bless the Lord. Exodus chapter 23, verse 14 to 19. The Bible said three times, Thou shalt keep a feast unto me in, in the year. Thou shalt keep the feast of unliving bread. Thou shalt eat unliving bread seven days, as I commanded thee. In the time appointed of the month Abib, for in it thou camest out from Egypt, and none shall appear before me empty. And the feast of harvest, the first fruit of thy labors, which thou hast sown in the field, and the feast of ingathering, which is in the end of the year, when thou hast gathered in thy labors out of the field. Verse 17 says that three times in the year all thy males shall appear before the Lord. Thou shalt not offer the blood of my sacrifice with living bread, neither shall the fat of thy sacrifice remain until the morning. Verse 19, let's read it together one go. The first of the first fruit of thy land thou shalt bring into the house of the Lord thy God. Thou shalt not seethe a kid in his mother's milk. Praise the Lord. We are considering the structure of first fruit, part four. In this particular teaching, we'll be considering what God instructed his people. The first time God gave them, was trying to introduce the first fruit to them in the promised land. And give them certain instructions to be able to put it into the law. Now we are in the law proper. In Deuteronomy 26, God was showing them, introducing them to it and showing them how they should go about it. And after that, it became instituted. But proud to that, it had been practiced by Abel before they went into Egypt as a nation. I mean, through um, Joseph and then invariably through Abraham. The first route is necessary. We learned because of certain symbolism it has with their worship in the promised land. So first of all, we know that the first fruit is not for unbelievers. If anybody asks you about the first fruit, the first thing you say is that it is not meant to be practiced by unbelievers because it is a practice in the promised land. Praise the Lord. By God's people. And God knew that the Amalekites, the Hittites, all those seven nations who were driven out of their land and given to the children of God for an inheritance, they were not God's people and God knew that they would not be able to obey his voice to perform what he was asking them to do. So he never included them in his covenants. So the first fruit is not for unbelievers, it's for believers. 
That is one. God's people are the ones who practice the first fruit. When you come into the church, which is a gathering of God's people as a body, it is still not everybody in the gathering that believes that is a child of God. Or better still, to paraphrase a, a scripture, many worship him with their mouth, but their heart is far away. And first fruit is a matter of the heart, not of the mouth. Please tell somebody first fruit is a matter of the heart, not the mouth. <laughs> so there are Christians who will not be able to honor the Lord with the first fruit because their mouth serves God and their heart is somewhere else. A child of God must be proud that God is your father because God is proud to call us his children. Praise the Lord. So, we see that the land was given to them by God for free. They didn't fight. They didn't buy. Nothing they did gave them the land. The blessings of the land was also there before they got there. And God said, if you give me the first fruit out of it, I have sanctified this land for you. Because before the arrival, the fruit of the, those lands were given to idols in honor of those idols. So the fruit of the land was, even though God had blessed the land, it was in them giving the first of that land to God that made the blessing come upon the land so that they could enjoy the fruit of the land without any sickness, any point. That's why the Bible can comfortably say that none shall be barren in Israel. I will take sickness from amongst you as you serve me. And the first fruit was one of the cardinal points for worship or service. So when God said, if you serve me, it was not only talking about the fact that they will hold him as the Lord, their God and no other God, but also in their practice that they were going to honor him. Are we on the same page? The scripture we have just read is telling us that God instituted three feasts, three of them. And they were supposed to be kept in the year. The first feast was the feast of unleavened bread, which we will call the Passover. The Passover is done for seven days. Right after that comes the first fruit. Are you here? And so after the seven days of the Passover, they break it with the first fruit celebration. And the first fruit actually is not, it's, it's a proper feast. And all these feasts we are talking about, they are for merrymaking as well. <laughs> so the Passover, you see that in Egypt, when they were observing the Passover, it was suya. They were just chewing. God just gave them chew and joy. The feast of the first fruit was also a feast, of course, for every male-born child that is a firstborn to come and celebrate God by offering themselves unto God in the presence of God. And it's a big deal amongst God's people. Even till today, the Jews still practice the feast of the first fruit, where after the Passover, they just do that celebration, and you see that every firstborn male child, wherever they are, they will jump up with their offering to present themselves before God. Very beautiful and powerful. Then there's a feast of the ingathering, where at the end of the harvest, at the end of the year, they go to God and present like a tent of everything that God gave unto them for a harvest, for the sustenance of the work of God, especially among the Levites and the priests, and that the work of God will go on. So these three feasts were very important for God and his people. 
in the course of the other. And they did it every year. Praise the Lord. So the first fruit, which is the, the, the one I'm talking about now, is an instruction from God. And God told them that do this yearly. That's an instruction. It's not suggested. It's instructed. And this is a year. Praise the Lord. So God instructed them. And you see that in this instruction, the Lord tells them that nobody should come before him empty-handed. None shall appear before me empty-handed. Make sure that every time you are coming for these feasts I'm mentioning, verse 15, the latter part, do not come empty-handed. Of course, how can you even celebrate a feast with nothing? It's not possible. It is not possible. And you see, in this church, those of us who honor the Lord based on the word of God, we are seeing his hand at work in our lives. Christianity is not supposed to be something that you identify with. It should be something that you practice based on faith and obedience to the word of God. Some people identify. So you see that when they are swearing in people who don't even go to church, they are forced <laughs> to make a, a choice to either do it with the Quran or to do it with a Bible. Or is there a third one? Eh? We are seeing though. So, and most people who even don't believe in the Christian tenets who say, I'm a Christian, they would rather identify with the Bible than with the Quran. Some to identify with the Quran, even though they are not practicing Muslims. So, there is a tendency for people to just associate, fraternize with Christianity, but they lack the practice. They lack the power thereof. May we not be Christians by association, by Christians by practice. Say amen. amen. So every year, these three feasts were supposed to be done. And what is the significance of these three feasts? Exodus 34, 22 to 24. In Exodus chapter 34, verse 22 to 24, he said, And now, and thou shalt observe the feast of weeks, and of the first fruit of wheat harvest, and of the feast of ingathering at the year's end, like we read in chapter 23. Thrice in the year shall all your men children appear before the Lord God, the God of Israel. 24, for I will cast out the nations before thee and enlarge thy borders. Neither shall any man desire thy land when thou shalt go up to appear before the Lord thy God three times in the year. So we see that the Lord wanted his people to appear before him three times in the year with this feast. And the significance is that the first fruit or these three feasts that I'm talking about, they are the major protocol for appearing before the Lord in the year. Three times in the year you will appear. And the first fruit was one of those feasts through which we were supposed to what? Appear before the Lord. A major protocol for appearing before God. So, he's saying that None shall appear before me empty-handed. And this statement means that nobody also should be spiritually absent from the presence of God. Because it is in the offering of the first fruit that you are seen to be present before God. 
And so when he's saying that none should appear empty-handed, if you are trying to offer the first fruit empty-handed, you are not appearing. And if you are appearing, you should appear in the feast or the practice of the feast. So it is in the practice that you are seen to appear. Are you here? Your name can be in the register, but you might not be in the class. That's why they mark the, they mark, um, how do you call it? Um, they clock in against the names of people on a daily basis. Whether somebody whose name is in the register is presently there. So you, you may be seen as born again. Your name is in God's book of record. But when we are talking about people who have actively engaged and appeared in the presence of the Lord, you will see that you are absent. Why? Because your hand is what? Empty. Say mercy, Lord. I can hear you say mercy, mercy, Lord. And I'm, I'm concerned that this being the way God marks his register in the year. He said, by this, you shall appear and be present. He used the two words. Uh, you will appear before me. He said, three times in the year you will appear before me. You shall present. You shall be present. Some people are absent though. The year has started and they have decided that they are what? Absent. <clears throat> and somebody who is absent, you don't put them into active plan. Yes. If you have to be in an active plan of blessing, you should be present. You should appear. Tell somebody appear. There are absentee fathers. And it doesn't matter how good their heart is. The children don't see the goodness of the heart. If you are not there, you are not there. If we are not marking you present... We cannot assign some things to you. Some people are absent. May you never be absent this year. How do people become absent in the year? By not honoring God with their first fruit. You are, you are absent. By this, you shall be present. Everyone or every institution... Or every authority and how people appear before them. If you go to the court, if you are a lawyer in our system, <laughs> recently my kids were watching television and whenever they saw lawyers, they were laughing. Men that wear wigs. <laughs> and the girl said that. So can they do away with these wigs? They look very funny. I said, no. The British law that we practice. You must wear a wig. What's the essence of it? Is what? Okay. We'll not we'll not be able to see. Wow. But now it has become a professional apparel to appear. In fact, if we're a lawyer and you don't appear. I have been in a courtroom in Lagos. And a lawyer who is supposed to be part of the petitioners was not wearing a wig. Judge in a sarkeno. So you can't appear before me not properly dressed. <laughs> so get out of my courtroom or go and sit with where, where we, the lay people, so he came to sit. He was robbed, no wig. He said, Leave there. This is bench and bar. 
At the bench gapao. Share. My Lord, my Lord. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Even if you were the lecturer and you are at the bar and the student is at the bench, Church he will come and give you a judgment. You don't need to, you don't need to agree with him. Whether he's seated in law, he's seated in talk, forget. Bench speaks, final. Talk, radio talk, for where? Bench has spoken. They bring two more for review. Bench speaks, and you see bench, bench is a long wood. As seven say, unanimous, consensus, two will come and add, it's still part of the wood. <laughs> Bench. So, if you say, oh, court, 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 I'm going before. Look, appear well. If you don't appear well, your case can go against you. You need to appear well. It's, you can't just be appearing anyhow, anywhere. Everywhere there is a protocol for appearing. If you are going to the chief's palace, there's a way to appear. Some chiefs, you dare ever walk into their palace with your sandals or slippers. You'll be banished. Something will happen. As you are appearing, you are bowing. Oh, you speak in tongues, speak in your heart and bow. <laughs> so, God is saying that when you are to appear before me, this is one of the protocols. Is it clear now? Yeah. Yeah, so, we don't just take anything. You have a fasting, you have a vampire, you know, on your basis. No. You can be praying. You know, in Israel, when they used to pray, they were praying in the outer court. Only few people had opportunity to enter the holies of holies. Like the priest. Priest, he said, no, people should not be entering there, you will die. So it is not, not everybody praying is entering. See, I'm praying this year, dear, we have prayed. You see, when I start a year, prayer is not the first thing that comes on my mind. It's default for me. When I start the year, I'm looking for the things that I must put in place to make God comfortable around me so that my prayers will be meaningful. So that my fasting will be meaningful. Are you here? Are you sure you are here? Because prayer is effort in faith. And it can be meaningless without fruit if you have not set the platform well. And so, you can't just do anyhow. You know? Anyhow. Sometimes, you have, for instance, a prophet who can, by their gift, see everything around you and tell you information that is true in the name of the Lord. And yet, there is no testimony. Why? Why? Yeah, in the Bible, one of the reasons for a lack of resort like that was also based on the obedience of the prophet himself. That is why spiritual people, whether it's a prophet of God, or a fetish for the devil. There are personal practices. Or if you like rituals. They undergo to put themselves in a particular condition. To help them perform their function. That is what makes a fetish priest powerful. And a prophet of God what? Powerful. The same for the priest. So, if you happen to be under a pastor who does not uphold the covenant principles of the Lord Jesus Christ, 
Manisha unkombo boni ya wokwe njina shinsi. Why? Because the vessel itself lacks power and backing. And sometimes, God will decide that this thing I want to do it, but I don't want to do it through this person. So when you are serving under men of God, eh, check their level of obedience. Because it has great, great consequence on your life. So when you see a man of God preaching that Titan is not this, just don't be under that man of God. Because something is going to happen. We don't need to give offering. Something is going to happen. Any man of that's why Paul warned them. He said, even if he's an angel and he's teaching a wrong doctrine, don't stay around. Because with wrong doctrine, God will not stay around. And God will not support anybody teaching wrong doctrine. Are you here? We can't be teaching that a pastor should be bathing women. But like women don't know how to bath. Hey. Charlie, they you go hard. Hey. Like you can just see a pastor be teaching that when women are in their menses, they shouldn't come near the altar. It's a lie. It's a big lie. How about when men urinate? It's a lie. (laughs) It's a big lie. It's not in the Bible. It's anti-Bible. Meanwhile, that woman that would defile the altar, if she is carrying, see in the Bible, if somebody has leprosy, or that um, menstruation that was seen to defile, it's not only just the person that would defile something, but the fact that everything that has made contact with the person is also having that same effect. Are you here? But me, what shocks me is how the person would defile the altar, but their one million dollar offering will not defile the altar. It didn't surprise me. The money came from the container now. You know, so. But we collect the money. The money is sanctified. But the person is not sanctified. Ha! It's a lie. It's a lie. But this is even an analogy. But there's a scripture. Said, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision. It's necessary under the new covenant. There is no Greek nor Jew. No male, no female. That is in the way Christ did. All appear before God. No gender. No what? No gender. There's no sacrilege for appearing before God. He said, come boldly. Even if you are a leper, come. Yeah. Even though your sins be like crimson, because the son of God has died as a propitiation. Do you understand the word propitiation? Now wow. <laughs> you can appear and reason together with God. Yeah. And drunk one. So the practices of your man of God or your leaders will also have a telling effect on you. If you are a father, you are a mother, your covenant practices will also have some impact on your generation. It trickles down. Are you here? It's a very simple preaching I'm preaching. That's why I believe that by the grace of God, our church members are blessed. This year, actually, my, my, my resolve is that 
I'm not just going to give a first fruit. I'm going to try to raise the bar for myself. Pastor gives first fruit. Praise the Lord. Yes, because pastor is not an adult of God. There is nothing like adult of God in the Bible. All of us who are children of God in the Bible, we are called what? Children of God. No difference. It's a privilege that I'm the one holding the microphone here. It's just a privilege. So we come before God as his children and we appear and honor him with our first fruit. And when that is done, you know, I was praying for someone and it's like the manifestation was very wild. So when I finished, a friend of mine who was in the service said, hey, like how? Christ said, I don't remember the last time I had a bad dream. How? So you're always afraid. As if your spiritual world has been invaded by some demons. But he gives his beloved good sleep. Yeah. Some of us will ask alarm to wake us up. And the Holy Ghost got the sleep. You know? It's nice. <laughs> Stone sticks and metals. At the council, say, "Would Janice and Emilcano cry a style?" I said, "Would you make us a car, Louis Cacran, Waba Maurice Green Cacran, Waba Usain Bolt?" Hey, would you make Dribo and Musa Azala and Messi? Say, "Daddy, no, me no, I'm fan I'm fan of my fan, I'm fan of my fan." Yami, who, my boy? How can you have sound sleep running like that? God have mercy. From today, no, any marathon you are running in your sleep, eh, it's over in Jesus' name. Yeah. Ask somebody, why are you frowning when all of us are laughing? <laughs> hey. Malagalagadadadas. <laughs> La Kushta Bradiga. Some time ago, I was in London. And you'll be there, brother. <laughs> and uh, this is the very first time I, I, I went to London about some years ago. And I slept not too long. I don't know whether it was a trance or a vision or a dream. I was having a dream that I was in Ghana, something it was not too good. When I woke up in there, I woke up from the dream in the middle of the night. The first thing that came into my mind was not to pray. The first thing that came into my mind is, ah. But the ticket, I bought it myself to come to this land. <laughs> Why should a demon travel with me to this place? Did you pay part of the ticket? I never had some cranny. Now, since you didn't pay part of the ticket, you know, you have no ground to be here. Did they pay part of the ticket? <laughs> wow. So the first fruit is a protocol. Is what? God's protocol for making his people appear before him. Number two, it is to mark register. It is to mark what? Look at the verse 17. 23, 17. It says that they will appear three times in the year. All thy men shall appear before the Lord God. They will appear. When you are honoring God with the first fruit, in fact, that is when you appear. That is to say that your first fruit represents you. Represents you in the sight of God. 
So people who are seed carrying children of God, they do not necessarily appear when they don't follow covenant practice. And this is a mandatory offering. That's what we are talking about. What is the purpose? The purpose of this first fruit, if you read in the verse number 23 and 24 of Exodus 34. Let's read it together. One go. Thrice in the year shall all your men what? Children do what? Appear before the Lord God, the God of what? Israel. Next verse. For I will cast out the nations before thee and enlarge thy borders. Neither shall any man desire thy land when thou shalt go up to appear before the Lord thy God thrice in the year. So when the Bible says, when you go and appear before the Lord thy God, what is he saying by the teaching? What is he saying? It means you are doing what? You are doing what? The appearing is what? You are, you are observing the feast. Is that not so? You are practicing the offering of those feasts. He said, when you do this, the purpose is number one. I will cast out the nations before thee. <laughs> when you are present before me with your first fruit, I am going to cast out the nations before thee. So seven nations were driven away from their land and given to the children of God. That is what is known as the promised land. Seven, not one, not two, not three. And these were, all of them were stronger than the Israelites. As, as nations, independent nations. Each one of them was stronger than the Israelites. And God cast seven of them out together to give their land to Israel. Nations that were stronger than them, they were driven out. And their lands were given. It is the first fruit that will make people who are stronger, more powerful than you politically, whatever they are, be driven out by God. And your space will be peaceful. Evil people will be driven out when you are. Your sacrifice is before God. So God comes and says, who is this? And everyone is represented by their first fruit before God. Are you here? Is it clear? Are you sure, please? Are you sure it's clear? It's clear. I mean, this year, this is what I'm doing. It's beautiful. Yesterday, I, I was somewhere with my, my wife. And... Uh, a friend of mine called me to go and escort him somewhere. And normally, the friend lives in London. So when I am in London, I stay in their house. And when they are in Ghana, they stay in our house. So he said last, last year, he's been doing the savings for his children. He's got two kids. So Every month he put money here, put money here, put money here, put money here. And last year, God told him that he should, what is he doing with those monies? That he should take those monies plus his own account and give it out as first fruit. Mama, I swear. I saw for you, I don't Yeah, we hear, pa. So, he took the accounts of the kids plus his own account and sold as first fruit. Came to Ghana. He went for he, he went for a particular program. It's not preaching, no. It's a party. Celebration. And when they finished, a man called him and said, God has been disturbing he, the man, that he's been hearing the voice of God very clearly that he should do something for this friend of mine. That either he should do this or, he gave him three options. 
to choose one. And the man himself said, I wish you would choose this one. And the one he said, I wish you would choose the most expensive one. So he gave him car, he gave him blah, blah, blah. And he said, house. Anywhere. And the man, the, the pastor said, for dignity's sake, oh, he said, he should give him time to think about it, but he had already taught. <laughs> he taught it. Eh? <laughs> so he went and uh, they spoke again. And the man said, you go. When you make up your mind, tell me. And I'll bring you. So he went and discussed with the wife. And they decided that they needed a house. So the man said, so, so, and so time. When you are ready, tell me. I'll buy a ticket for you to come and inspect the house. No cost to you whatsoever. Because let your home not go inside. Hey, saying. <laughs> so beautiful. So the man discovered a new development in Manette. Nice development, and went and spoke to the, the lady is a friend and bought, I mean, made a proposal to buy the house, but he needed the man to come and inspect my friend to be sure that he liked the place. Hmm? So, three bedroom, five bedroom, blah, 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 blah. And that day, he met the owner, the Manette lady um, herself, and had an engagement with the lady, and the lady liked my friend. His favor. And he said, oh, I don't think you have to go into the three-bedroom. You have to take the five, you know. And the five, you know, the one, there were many fives there, but there's one that the lady had reserved. Special five. And he took him there and said, this is special five. Even the things here, they are mine. So this one will be very, very nice for you and your family. So that other people, when they come around, they can stay. Free. So that's how they are. I'm, I'm telling you about just yesterday. We're there. <laughs> to dedicate the house. And look at what happened. When the house my friend was finally going to see there, the owner of the estate, the woman, said, anything in this house, because it should be an empty house, but anything in this house that is here that you like, because they had made the place like a showroom for chairs, bed, microwave, blah, anything you, you, you like here. Just say it. He say, say, left them microwave, left them beds, left them. He said, he too, he want to sow into the blessing. He said, he too, he want to what? She too, she want to sow into the blessing. He said, and I've seen pastors, oh, but there is something about you. I want to sow into the blessing. It's a serious matter. So, when it has to do with covenant, it's not plus one minus one calculation with, no. We are talking, uh, and this man is not radio, even though he said three, choose one. The thing has overed the giver that is even planning to unleash the other two that were supposed to be optional. On top of the matter. This first fruit, the thing speaks too much. Huh? The thing speaks too much. It is an open, it's, that's why it's the protocol that makes you be present before. When you are present, they can assign a blessing to you. You give me the first, I will bless the rest for you and take care of the rest for you. Say, I will drive away 
the nations before you. Look at the, the last one. So that's the benefit is the and enlarge thy borders. You know, you are small. But as you give me that your first fruit, that is small like your small self. I will now enlarge thy borders. Yeah. So me too. Yesterday I was just telling him, I said, oh, now, Krampono, I have a waiting area and praying area because they live in London. So the house, it will become mine. <laughs> 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 so as I was just walking there, I said, okay, I will pray here. I will now sleep here. I will now do this thing here. I can do this thing here. <laughs> One of the ways for the enlargement of your bodies, maritally, ministerially, business-wise, financially, is to honor God with your first fruit. Very consistent with Proverbs 3, 9 and 10. Honor me with your substance and the first fruit of your increase. Then shall thy bands explode in prosperity. You see, your borders shall be what? Enlarged. That some people will remain the same forever. Because when it comes to the enlargement of borders, it is the work of God through covenant. I will enlarge your So some people, year comes, year goes. They are the same. But if you will become great, that's why some people today start a business and tend them now. You see that the thing is going. Are you here? Please, are you here? Yeah. It's powerful. First fruit there. It works by faith. I will enlarge your bodies. Number three, watch this. Then the Bible says, it said, I will enlarge your borders and neither shall any man desire thy land. When you do these things, when? Not even if, when? You are expected to do, but the time you do it, then nobody shall desire your land. Sometimes we say our families have come under attack. My husband, somebody is snatching my husband. Somebody is chasing my wife. Somebody is doing that. Somebody is la, 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 la. Look, there's a way God protects his own. Evil desire can destroy a man. Evil wishes. Some people can just wish you evil eye to become strong. They don't wish you well. He said, no man shall desire your land. The blessing God has given you. No man shall contend. Desire. So, some men, no matter how nice they are, some girls never attack them. I mean, attack as in, attack that men like. The men like some attack. You know. <laughs> but, by the covenant of the woman, men, women don't attack their men. And by the covenant of, look at Abraham. He was a man in covenant. That even when he lied that Sarah is my sister. And the king wanted to do one or two be with Sarah. God appeared in the dream of the king. He said, are you, are you mad? Are you mad to go near a man of covenant wife? You don't fear? I will kill you. So the man is the king that went, you see, God Abraham, he said, ah, Abi, are you? If you saw you did. <laughs> That's short, you know. If you're your wife, why did they say be your sister? You won't make her die. I beg, I beg, take her, take her. Huh? No knowing a man of covenant, It's not a prayer for me. I bind you. Anybody going near my business? I bind. No, it's not. It's not the binding. Something supernatural must take the desire. Do you understand? Out of whoever is the attacker, the encroacher, is I would take the desire out of them. So you see that the devourer, one day. 
Are you here at all? Just takes the bullet out of the gun. It's nice, pa. So, there is nothing negative about the first fruit. Everything about the first fruit is without fault. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. Cancer, baby, will say it doesn't desire your body. The cancer doesn't. No, leave this one. Leave this. I see you be traveling. No, but I don't like this body. I don't like this one. <laughs> Sicknesses don't like your children. They don't desire your children. They don't desire your indebtedness. I don't desire this business account. Leave that account alone. Is God talking to somebody? Just bringing the message down. We are children of God and we should know what works for us. The first fruit is not for unbelievers. If you go to the office and you try to, hey, let's discuss about the first What do you know about the first fruit? No. First, people don't discuss what they go to the shrine to do in their office. They don't have time. Power. Power. <laughs> It's in the bottom. It says, boss, this year a promotion. Just promotion. There is a higher chanting that has gone on that the boss brain will start recalibrating. Ah, why have I not even promoted you? But has it not come? Then the bottom. No, Mia. Christopher, yeah, sorry. Oh. So you see that everything that is out there attacking Christianity is trying to take power away from us. And that will make us weak in the corporate world, weak in the public space, weak everywhere. So you see that Christians are poor, very poor. And we, are, we don't have strong people in high places. Most of the strong people, they belong to different religions and nowhere in poor. But Christians, it's a small, small, small things. Then they are big testimonies for us. But it's changing in Jesus' name. In this church, God will make you great. Shout a louder, Amen. Every year you see us, we are coming very happy. God, take my first salary of the year. Yeah. This thing there, when it comes here, me and my wife, we don't discuss. This and she will be discussing her corner. I'll be discussing my corner. Because covenant there, we all know what the word of God has said. And so she, she see that she is just, I said she want to ask me a question. To add, but not to subtract. Everybody wants to try. I remember some years Bishop Yanu came to preach in Cape Coast and then was calling for a particular measure of seed. Then I saw that women are aggressive. She now collected here, collected here, collected. He said, now this seed, you know. He said, I have to move to some level B. And so I have to do something I have not done before. And she did it all. And things happened. That's why we start teaching early. So that since last year, you will plan and move. You know, because shall I, this life, if all you are moving with is a natural push, shall I, when a truck, a truck, I mean wheel truck, that the Kayaye people used to carry things. When it's carrying goods, and also um, um, a car that is a truck is transporting goods. These two things, that are whole things, which one goes faster? For you see that the, the, this thing is sparks the engine say, hmm, hmm. And you just see, when it accelerates, it can go many rounds. Truck can carry small and still be late. Because human being is pushing this thing manually. 
And we're doing ago. Ago. When the car is coming, you now you will find your level. When the covenant person is coming, brother, and if you read this Genesis chapter 34, please, the, we read up to 24, right? Look at 25. When he said all this, and then he said what? 25. Thou shalt not offer the blood of my sacrifice, blah, blah, blah. Read, read, go on. The first fruit of the land thou shalt bring, blah, 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 blah. Next one. And the Lord said unto, no, no, no. Go to chapter 23. Uh, we did verse what? To verse 14 to 19. Did you do 14 to 19? Yeah. 14 to 19. Go to 19. Let's read 19 and do 20 and see something. Watch it. 19 said, the first of the first fruit of the land thou shalt bring into the house of the Lord thy God. Thou shalt not seat a kid in his mother's milk. And when you bring this, look at it. Say, behold. I send an angel before thee <laughs> to keep thee in the way and to bring thee into the place which I have prepared. It's, it's not manual again. <laughs> I send and as you do this, behold, I send an angel to go before thee to keep you in the way and to bring you to the place where I have prepared. It's not when you are operating on a covenant level, angels going ahead of keeping you and bringing you, you miss road at all. It's, we have to teach the things that God wants us to teach because we have to be mighty in the land. We have to be what? Mighty, mighty in the land. This gospel will suffer when our church like this and we are doing envelope and then when we say you go give some to your boss, Give some to your colleagues. We are doing, they should put money in, God forbid. What do you mean? What do you mean? That what? We say we are building church. The people there, did they, did they ask us to build a church? <laughs> that we are sending envelope that they should put money in. Is it by force? It's a, it's a disgrace now. That even armed robbers will put their money inside the envelope to come and build a church for God. No, God can pay for his own project. Is God talking to somebody here? Yeah. But we need to move from the manual to something higher. That's why we have to operate in a higher dimension. Is somebody here? So every year when we say we are bringing our first salary, the salary for January, we are presenting it before the Lord. It's a powerful covenant. We are not doing tight. Tight is for the rest of the 90. But in the beginning of the year, we honor God with our first fruit. Praise the Lord. Where are we supposed to send the first fruit? Where? Where? That Exodus chapter 23 verse 19. Very quickly, two scriptures. And then we'll close. Exodus 23 verse 19. says, The first of the first root of thy land, thou shalt bring into the house of thy God. Into the house of thy God. Thou shalt bring into the house of thy God. Very clear. You don't take it anywhere. And normally when I say this, people become very sensitive. You don't take your first fruit to the orphanage. Because that is not the place God says we should take it to. In fact, when you read Deuteronomy 26, when he was giving them the narration, he says that, let's do verse 2. Please, let's do verse 2. That thou shalt take of the first of all the fruit of the earth, which thou shalt bring of thy land that the Lord thy God giveth thee, like your business, the job he has given, and shall put it in a basket, and shall go unto the place which the Lord thy God shall choose to place his name there. You will put it in a basket, go to the place that the Lord thy God shall choose. Where is the place he has chosen? And that's what I was showing you in Exodus chapter 23, verse 19. You will bring it to the house of thy what? God. 
That is the chosen bank for God's savings. Is the chosen place. You will, and you put a scripture there, please. You will bring it to the place he has chosen. You will bring it into the house of the Lord thy God. Not to the orphanage. There's a time you go to the orphanage with other things. Not the first fruit. It's a misplaced priority. Good motive, but it's dangerous to do. You know, so unbelievers can wake up in the beginning of the year and go to the orphanage because they have nowhere to go anyway. But if you're a believer, when you wake up, your first doesn't go to man. Your first goes to God. And it is God who chooses it. When you owe me and you want to pay by check or by money and I don't want, for arguments, I will show you my bank to go and pay. Yes. And, and I will even show you the way I want it to be paid. And you won't say that, oh, me, no, I bank him absentee. You must chin I have an account in Absa, Ubondok. You will pay it where I want you to go and pay. And when you are going to pay and you see a woman and the kids hungry there, you can't say you have given my 50 Ghana to them because you think that if I had seen them, I would have given to No! Bring all my money to me and let me have jurisdiction over my money and determine how I want to spend. Don't spend it for me. Don't now say that that woman and the child, they are the orphanage and I've sent your money to the orphanage. I'll say that the thing has not reflected in my account. And so you are still owing me. Some people send their tithe to the orphanage. They send, they give it to somebody by, by, by the house there. They say, God, the tithe in the amount with your hair. You, I'll grow when it's a power. <laughs> send, look, <laughs> send this thing to God. So how about if that person you are giving to, you know in the Bible, there were instructions. It is not even every generosity that is sanctioned by God. In the Bible, a prophet in Judah, a young prophet was sent. Go prophesy, do this, that, that, that. When you finish, don't use this route again. Use another route. Don't eat from anybody. He went. He did the prophecy genuine from God. Then he decided that some old prophet view. You see, as I'm preaching right now, you go like God has given me as your shepherd. I'm showing you everything in the word. You will now go and somebody to be preaching on YouTube or so, uh, on Facebook or some radio. So we send the first fruit to the house of the Lord. Is it powerful? Nehemiah chapter 10 verse 37 or 35. Nehemiah 10 35. And to bring the first fruit of our ground and the first fruit of all fruit of trees year by year Unto the house of the Lord. The Lord said, I will choose a place. And the place he has chosen is the house of the Lord. Praise the Lord. So you don't send your first fruit to go and support any ministry anywhere. Send it to the house of the Lord. And the house of the Lord is where? You are fellowshipping currently. This is your church. So you bring it to the house of the Lord. Verse 37 or 39. Let's do 37. And that we should bring the first fruit of our dough. And our offerings and the fruit of all manner of trees. Of wine and of oil unto the priest. To the chambers of the house of of our God to the chambers of the house of our God. Where are we supposed to send it to? Chambers of the house of our God. No ambiguity, no confusion. No, you see, when I'm teaching, I'm not interested in philosophies and blah blah blah. Scripture, 
Man is man. Woman is woman. We don't talk about hermaphrodite. In research, in quantitative research, if it is too small, it's insignificant. We can't use it for anything. So you can be talking about how about this, how about this. The question is, is it relevant and is it significant? Anything, whether it's regression or whatever, there are best fit, misfit. <laughs> Some of the things are misfit. It doesn't come anywhere close to the line of line of best fit. We don't talk about it. Oh, Kasafan, I said wasted time because we can't use it for any generalization. We can't use it to interpret anything. It's neither here nor there. It's God talking to somebody. Yeah. Truth is truth. It's straightforward. It's not a mystery. It's not ambiguous. It's not trying to become truth. Truth is truth. Truth is invincible, indispensable, infallible. Is there a confusion in your head where we should say, send the first fruit? Eh? It's powerful. I pray that this year, 2021, wherever you shall appear, the Lord will enlarge your bodies. The Lord will bless your family. The Lord will keep your family. No evil shall desire your land in Jesus' name. Be blessed, be blessed, be blessed in the mighty name of Jesus. This year as you honor the Lord, the Lord shall honor you. Shout it louder, amen. Say thank you, Jesus, for the opportunity. Clap your hands and bless the Lord. You have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 244 or 204 916-168 Experiencing Jesus Bethany Ministries